Well, I hope someone can get crazy excited this weekend, and not just because we have a barbecue weekend and there's ribs afterwards, and I, I hope you go get some ribs. I think they're going to be really, really good, and have some community. I hope you can get excited because I don't know if you know this, this weekend we launch our 16th CCV campus, CCV North Surprise. Give it up for North Surprise, all of our campuses, get loud. Uh, just want to just say to the North Surprise campus, to our campus pastor Stephen and the whole entire staff and everyone that, that really contributed to getting that campus launched, we're so excited for what God's going to do there. And if you happen to be new to CCV, just know this, our vision is to reach the entire valley for Christ. And we are not going to stop helping other churches and launching campuses until every man, woman, and child in this valley has heard the message of Jesus. So come on, you're a part of a church where God's on the move. And uh, so fired up for North Surprise. And by the way, we have several other campuses to let you know about, and I'll let you know about them soon. But for those of you that give, just know your giving is just making an eternal impact with thousands in this valley and around the world. Well, this weekend, we're starting a brand new series called Soundtracks. And I just, I'm just curious, how many of you struggle getting a song stuck in your head? Anybody else out there? Um, I have three daughters, so I would be so embarrassed to tell you some of the songs that I've got <laughs> stuck in my head, okay? Let's just say, sometimes I feel like Travis Kelsey and me have a lot in common, all right? <laughs> That's what I would say. When my oldest daughter was uh, growing up, when she was really young, there was one song that got stuck in my head and I hated it. Like I hated it. It was from a cartoon she watched every single morning. I couldn't get it out of my head and it sounded just like this. I'm just a kid who's four. Each day I grow some more. I like exploring. I'm Caillou. Caillou. <laughs> oh man. Does anybody else remember Caillou? Like, did I just give PTSD to some parents or maybe some young adults here today? I don't know, but I, I would literally like go to work and I knew every word. I'd, I'd be walking into work and I'm like, I'm just a kid who's four each day. I don't know I'm, I'm like, I hate Caillou right now. Like I hate Caillou, I really do. You know, we, we can laugh about getting a song stuck in our head You ever, you ever hated a thought that got stuck in your head? Experts tell us that there's about 60,000 thoughts that go through your mind for the average person every single day, 60,000. Now take a wild guess how many of those are repetitive thoughts. Just guess yourself, what percentage do you think of the 60,000 thoughts you have a day are repetitive, they happen every single day. What do you think? It's 95%, which means this, you have a soundtrack that's stuck on repeat every single day in your mind. Now, it would be awesome if all 95% of those repetitive thoughts were positive, right? Like they're just godly, you know, awesome thoughts that just moved us forward every single day. But scientists tell us that there's a percentage of those thoughts that are negative. 
how many of your 60,000 thoughts a day do you think are negative versus positive? What do you think? This blew me away. 75% of our thoughts are negative. I mean, think about that. You just have a negative soundtrack on repeat every single day for most of us. And when I say most of us, I mean me. Like, I, I would tell you very, very honestly that for most of my life, um, I've struggled with, with one soundtrack in my mind that just repeats over and over again. And it is, it is the thought that I may not be enough. Like, I, I just may not be good enough. And I've just had to battle it in my mind for so much of my life. Uh, I'll just give you a real-life example. Um, when, when I'm preaching, when I'm preaching on a weekend, I start my prep, my hard prep, on, on Monday morning. Monday and Tuesday, I'm in my office, and I'm studying, and I start writing, and it's really intense days. And for years, you could ask my wife this, for years, I would walk home, um, not, I don't walk home, I drove home, okay, I'll drive home, <laughs> and I get home, and um, I had a full day on Monday, and it always happened on Monday, I'd get home, and my wife would simply ask me, she knew I was prepping for the message, she'd say, how's the message going? And almost every Monday, I would say something like this, it was just, it was just in my mind, I would say, oh, babe, I just, it's going to be horrible. Like, the message is going to be horrible. Like, I just don't even know what I'm, where I'm going and what God wants to say. And I'm just like, just like a mess and it's just so much, like, in me that I'm just like, I just don't even, like, it's going to suck. That's what I felt like almost every single Monday. And I almost would walk home and I almost felt like God was up in heaven looking down at me going like, this is the best I have to work with at CCV? Are you serious? <laughs> but, but is anybody else... Do, do you have a battle going on in your mind? Like most of us have a battle in our mind. And I don't know what your battle is. It could be something around fear or anxiety. It could be something around shame. You know, something from your past that just haunts your thought process all the time. It could be, you know, you don't feel good enough in some area. Like you don't weigh the right amount or you don't look a certain way or you're not smart enough. It could be that you think something bad is gonna happen to someone you love, like maybe one of your kids, or that your marriage is gonna be torn apart, or your friendships are gonna fall apart, and it just kinda goes over and over and over and over and over and over again in your head. For many of us, our, our soundtrack that's broken has something to do with God, like how could God love someone that messes up as much as me? And so, what we're going to do in this series, Soundtracks, is we're going to learn to rewrite the soundtracks in our mind. And I could not think of something that would be more important for some of us. Because as my, Cra my friend Craig Rochelle likes to say, he says this, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And when you think about your thought life, do you like the direction that your life is headed and I think he's right that our life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts because if you think about it, your thoughts, let me just build it this way, your thoughts lead to your beliefs. And your beliefs are going to determine how you think about yourself, your identity, and your identity leads to your behavior or your actions. 
So your thoughts truly do determine your life. Do you like the direction that your thoughts are taking you? Because you can't really have a positive life with a mind filled with negativity, right? So the big idea we're going to talk about throughout this whole entire series, and this is the tension for us to just wrestle with, if you want to write this down, if you're taking notes, you can't live your best life with a broken soundtrack in your mind. And, and that, that should, I just want you to feel that for a second, because some of us know what goes on in our minds. I just want you to realize this truth today. You can't live God's best life for you if you've got a broken soundtrack going on in your mind. The life you have today is largely a reflection of the thoughts that are going on in your mind. And we have to begin to change our soundtrack if we want to change our life. And again, your direction, it could be something like this. You could be like, hey, all you focus on is your problems. And if that's the case, you'll always be overwhelmed, right? Some of you, you always feel like a victim. And if you always feel like a victim, you will be a victim. And oh, by the way, you'll attract people in your life that victimize you. If, if all you think about in your mind is that you can't, you probably won't. But if, if you start rewriting the soundtrack in your mind, if you think, no, 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 I can, you probably will. If you think, no, I'm not a victim, I'm an overcomer, you can overcome anything in your life. I don't even care what it is. So we've gotta rewrite the soundtracks in our mind, and that's why I'm so fired up for this series we're going to change the way we think, which is going to change some of our lives. Now, some of you are pushing back because you're thinking this. Well, like, I want to rewrite my soundtracks, the thoughts of my mind, but, but I don't control my thoughts. My thoughts just like pop in my mind. I have no control over my thoughts. And it's almost like we've deceived ourselves. It's almost like in every single other area of our life, we, we think we have some control. We're deliberate. We're intentional with work, with our diet with working out, with our schedules, but somehow we think we have no control over our thoughts. And I just want you to know that's a lie. In fact, science is now catching up with the word of God, which I love. And what science is beginning to teach us is that our mind, there's neuroplasticity, which means our mind can change and we have more control over our thoughts if we'd really be intentional about it than we could ever imagine, which is what God's word's been saying forever. Like Romans 12 says that you can transform and God wants to renew your mind. And so we have to take God's word into account and science is finally catching up that you don't have to be a slave to the thoughts that pop in your mind every single day. In fact, today I wanna focus on one passage of scripture that I think is so critical as we kick this series off. And this passage of scripture is written by a man in scripture that maybe struggled with his thought life as much as anybody in scripture, it's the Apostle Paul. If you listen to the Apostle Paul, he's always like he's struggling with some thoughts. And he gets to a point in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, if you wanna turn there, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where he says this, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse three. For though we live in the world, we don't wage war, the way the world does. In other words, we don't fall captive to the thought that we're in this world, we have no control over our thoughts, just you do you, like just give up. We don't think that way. He says, on, no, 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 the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have what? They have divine power to demolish strongholds. 
Now, you're going to see in a minute, he's, he's really thinking about some of the things we are talking about, some of the things we, we think about. He says, you have a divine power available to you as a follower of Jesus. And I love the word power here because the word power is this Greek root word dunamis, which is where we get the word dynamite. That God has the ability of blowing up that mess in your mind. And what's he going to do? He's going to demolish strongholds. The word stronghold is literally a military term. The word stronghold would be like a fortress. It would be like a a building that brick by brick, this huge brick building would, would be impenetrable and would be built up in a military conflict. And what your enemy Satan does is brick by brick, thought by thought, whisper by whisper in your ear. He builds up a stronghold and in a fortress where you feel like you're in a prison. And what God says is there's a divine power that he is going to enable you to have that can demolish these strongholds. Anybody else need that? He goes on to say this. He says, we demolish arguments and every pretension. The word pretension means your thoughts. We demolish arguments and every thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read that, like my heart starts beating. I'm like, you're telling me there's a way that I can take captive every single thought in my mind and I can make it obedient to Christ. I can, I can align it with what God says about me, not with this world, not even what I say about myself. And God's like, yes, there's the ability of doing that. And I need that and we need it. So as we kick off the series today, you gotta be here for all three weeks because I'm not gonna solve everything today, but for the next three weeks, we're really gonna talk about demolishing these strongholds. And today, I just wanna start by how do you remove the negative thoughts from your mind? Next week, we'll talk about replacing them with things that, that we need to replace them with. But today, I just wanna start with how do you remove and demolish these strongholds that exist in our mind. I'm going to give you a couple practical things straight from this verse. The first thing we have to do, this is really important, is you have to define your most consistent negative thought, your stronghold. The mind is so tricky. Again, 60,000 thoughts a day, right? That sometimes we're not even sure what that definitive, consistent, negative soundtrack is, what's that one consistent thing in your mind? Some of you already know. But many of us, we're not even sure what that one big repetitive thing is. And I'm going to really challenge you this week to do a thought audit, to think about what you think about so you can define that one consistent stronghold in your life. And here's why that's so important. Because you can't defeat what you won't define. Some of you will never move past the stronghold in your mind because you won't even define truly what it is because it takes a little bit of time to do a thought audit. And I don't know what yours would be. I remember 60,000 thoughts a day. Like, I'm just going to throw some out for some of you. And again, this is, you got to do the audit yourself. But some of you might be sitting here today and you say, I'm, your, your consistent broken soundtrack is this, I'm broken. 
Like I, I am a broken person. God can't use someone like me or I'll never be good with money. You tell yourself that all the time. I'm dumb. I don't test well. You might say that if you're a student. I'll always be alone. I'm unlovable. I ruin everything. I've been burned so many times I can't trust anyone. You don't trust people. I'm ugly. I'll always struggle with my weight. I'll never have a good job where I feel fulfilled. I'm a loser. I'm a mess. I'm cursed. I'll always be anxious. I only date losers. I'll never change. Like my spouse will never change. And by the way, the D-backs will never go back to the World Series again, right? Anybody? Anybody out there? Like I don't know what your, what your negative thing is, but you just need to do a thought audit and define what it is. And once you identify that negative thought, that one, now you're going to have many of them. You just need to define the primary negative thing that sticks in your mind all the time and just understand that's your stronghold. Now, the Bible calls it a stronghold, and it's so interesting because, again, I love when science catches up with Scripture. Because what, what we know now today, based on brain science, our grandparents didn't know. And we know now today that when you have a thought in your mind, the more you think that thought, it creates a neural pathway that begins to get stronger. So the more you think a thought, the easier it is to think that thought over and over again. Can I just give you a visual example? I'm going to give you a visual example. Now, watch this visual for a minute. Now, thought A to B, okay? The first time you have that thought, you know, it's kind of going through the, the forest of your mind. It's not that strong. But if you keep thinking that thought, it begins to develop a stronger pathway in your mind. And that thought just keeps growing and growing and growing. This is a neural pathway. And if you think it too much over a long period of time, it moves from a road to a highway to eventually you carve out a super highway in your brain where this neural pathway is so strong that that's why you wake up every single day and it's the same repetitive, negative, broken soundtrack in your mind. Now science is caught up now to what scripture has told us all the time, that there's these strongholds that develop in our mind. And God's word says that you can break these strongholds, which by the way, science is teaching us now. There's something called neuroplasticity. It says our brains are plastic. They can change. We're not a slave to these pathways that develop, but we have to do some hard work to break these pathways up and create some new pathways that are focused on the right thoughts and the right things. But I just want you to know right up front, you don't have to be a slave to your broken soundtrack. So what I want to do today with the rest of the time we have is I want to give you three questions to begin asking yourself that God can use to demolish the negative soundtrack in your mind. All right, three questions God can use to demolish the negative soundtracks in your minds. Again, number one, you got to define it first because if you don't define it, you can't defeat it. But once you define it, these are the questions that when you start asking yourself about that one primary negative thought, here's question number one, is it true? Now it's a simple question, but as John Acuff said, he said one of the greatest mistakes you can make is to assume that all your thoughts are true. Isn't that good? Sometimes a thought just pops in our mind and we automatically assume that because it's a thought, it's true. That's a lie. I say sometimes around here, your feelings aren't facts. 
which is true. And your thoughts are not always true. So you have to ask yourself and do an audit and a cross-examination of your thoughts. Is this true? And whatever you think is true, okay, needs to be cross-examined by the truth of God's word. Now, listen to me. If you're not a Christian, this may be new to you. If you make your thoughts the truth of your life, you're hosed. You have to have something outside of you that is above you that you can bounce your thoughts off of to know if it's true. And Google's not going to cut it. God's word is truth in your life. What's, what's verse 5 say? Let's go back to our, our main passage today. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says this, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. This is a very powerful passage. I want to break it down for you. The, the word to take captive is another military term. And what it means is to take a captive prisoner with a spear or a sword. Now think about that for a second. To take something captive by a spear or a sword. Now what are we told as followers of Jesus is our sword? Ephesians chapter 6, if you go read Ephesians chapter 6, Paul tells us the armor of God, what we're given to battle this world and everything coming against us. And God gives us the armor, the armor we put on as Christians. And every single piece of armor we're given is defensive except for one. There's only one offensive weapon we're given. Now we're given the breastplate of righteousness, righteousness, right? We're given the shield of faith. We're given the belt of truth. We're given the helmet of salvation. What's the one offensive weapon we have? It's the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. The only way you can combat the negative soundtracks in your mind is to use the sword to combat them to know if they're true. Is that thought lining up with what God says about you? What God says is real. What God says is true. Whatever you think is true has to be cross-examined against the truth of God's word. Is it true? John 8, Jesus said this. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And some of you need to let your mind be set free from the lies that you believe for so many years. And it just blows me away. It blows me away how many Christians are not in God's word regularly. I'm in God's word every morning. And because I'm not 100%, like I, there's mornings I miss. It's very rare, but when I miss, I can feel it. I see my mind begin to, to, to go other places. And it just blows me away that, that there's followers of Jesus that you're nodding God's word daily and you wonder why your mind's a mess. I'm going to go a little deeper. There's some of you that are not in God's word. You're in a Christian book. And you substituted a Christian book for the word of God. I just want to tell you plainly, they are not the same thing. And I am not, pro, I'm not like against Christian books. I love Christian books. They should just be a supplement to you being you in the word of God. 
you in the Word of God, not just in a Christian book. Because if you're just in a Christian book, you're bringing a pocket knife to a war. And you need a sword. This is the sword, not a Christian book. And a Christian book can help you, but you yourself have to be in the actual Word of God. Why? Because the Bible is your soundtrack. The Bible is the soundtrack that God wants in your mind. And if you don't have the right soundtrack, you'll miss the script God wants for your life. Think about a movie example for a second, okay? Every single movie, the director writes a script, right? There's a script, which is where the movie's going. Your life has a script. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. So every movie director writes a script, and then one of the most important things he does is he puts a soundtrack over the script so that you know exactly kind of what's going on in the movie. And you may not have ever thought this before, but if you put the wrong soundtrack over the right script, you'll miss the truth. Did you know that? Let me show you a real life example. When I was growing up, I liked martial arts movies. I thought I was gonna be a ninja at one point. You can judge me if you want, but I thought I was gonna be a ninja. And so I used to watch these movies and one of them, like the, the way, I think it's called The Way of the Dragon or something like that. It's, it's Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris, has this epic fight scene. And is a very specific script, very specific soundtrack. Just watch this. So, you know, you realize immediately because of the soundtrack, there's going to be a fight. And man, if, if these guys are like, if, you know, Chuck Norris is is gonna pull the belt off and Bruce Lee's gonna like unbutton. It's gonna be a fight to the death. Like they're going all out in this thing, right? If you took that same script, the same part of the movie, and you overlaid the wrong soundtrack, watch what can happen. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. But hey, did you see how fast it changed? Isn't that amazing? You're like, what is happening here? Like the right script, everything's good. The right soundtrack over the right script, but you put a different soundtrack again, you put a different soundtrack in your mind. Do you understand that's how some of us walk around every day? Some of us walk around every single day and like God's like, here's the script, here's the purpose for your life, go after it. And we got a soundtrack that's jacking us up. We're missing the truth. And God's just like, you gotta come back to the truth of my word over and over and over again. I mean, just imagine a marriage for a second. For those of you that are married or in a relationship, what if every single time you saw your spouse, the soundtrack for Jaws started going off in your head? <laughs> and that's where some of you are. You need a different soundtrack, right? You'd be like, what soundtrack do I need? I don't know. How about Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye? How about that? Like, that's what I want. Jamie, are you listening? That's your soundtrack, okay? I don't know, but we got to change the soundtrack. Study after study, by the way, for those of you that are married in a relationship, study after study says this, the number one trait of a healthy marriage is two people 
that are fighting to assume the best about the other person. Now think about that. That's all about what's going on in your mind. That's the soundtrack you have. But it's not just a marriage or relationship. Think about every aspect of your life. You've got to fight for what is true. But by the way, that question alone will not rewire your mind to have the right soundtrack all the time. We need a second question. Not only is it true, here's the second question, is it helpful? I'll just use my marriage for uh, for a a second. Um, When Jamie and I get in a fight a lot of times, um, one of us will say this, that's not true. That's not, you guys ever say that to each other? Well, that's not true. And when I say that's not true to Jamie, she says, I'm so sorry, and we kiss and make up. (laughs) That's not true, it's not even close, okay? Saying that's not true is not always that helpful, is it? We, we need a deeper question. We say, hey, is the thought I'm having right now, is it actually helpful? For, for example, is the thought I'm having right now, is it moving me forward or is it keeping me stuck? Is this thought I'm having right now, is it causing me action or apathy? Is the thought actually helpful? I mean, you know, we think about our relationship sometimes. Sometimes we say, he will never, she will never. Is that a helpful thought? Is it true? Oftentimes it's not even true, but it's, it's unbelievably unhelpful because if someone thinks that you think they will never, how are they ever going to be motivated to change when they know you don't even believe in them? Like our, our thoughts sabotage us so many times. So many other examples in life, when you tell yourself you're dumb, you're fat, or you're worthless, you'll never be enough. Is that thought helpful? Here's how you can know if a thought's helpful. If the thought you have over and over in your mind, if you told that thought to your best friend, would they still be your best friend? That's how you can know if a thought's helpful. And many of us, man, we we demonize ourselves, and it is not helpful. Is it true? Is it helpful? But we have to have a third question because did you know, is it true and is it helpful? Can masquerade as helpful? Like sometimes we think a thought and we're like, we we convince ourselves, well, it is true. It is kind of helpful. And so we actually need a third question to weed through the mess in our mind. And that is, is it kind? Is the thought you're having kind to yourself and to others? Galatians chapter 5 tells us the fruit of the Spirit that should be coming out of us the closer we get to God and the more we align ourselves with God's Word. And Galatians chapter 5 says the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience. What's the fifth one? Kindness. Last series, if you were here in our last series, we talked about the character of God. What is one of the primary characteristics of God that he wants for us? It's his hased, remember has said his loving kindness. I want to say it this strong for someone today. If your thoughts aren't kind, they're likely not from God. You have a God that has so much loving kindness towards you, and, and sometimes we're so unkind to ourselves. In fact, I want to say it stronger today. I've been thinking about this. I think Satan's love language is shame. 
He loves to dish out shame in your life and let it form into your mind where it's all you think about are the things that you're ashamed of. So what are we going to do to remove the broken soundtracks from our life? We're going to do this. We're going to ask three questions. First, we have to define it. Define that one negative thought that goes over and over in your mind because you can't defeat what you don't define. And then we're going to ask three questions. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? And we're going to ask those over and over and over again about the broken soundtracks in our mind so we can begin to remove the things God doesn't want in our life. Because why? Remember, you can't live your best life with a broken soundtrack in your mind. You can't. What's my broken soundtrack? It's the thing I've been battling since I was a kid. You're not enough. It'll never be good enough. And man, I'm just telling you, I still battle it. Like there's emotion because I've just I've I've worked so hard in my life to be to rewire my mind. And we just know we have an enemy that wants to put soundtracks in our mind that keep us from God's best. And man, I'm just telling you, for me, I just have I know this, this idea of I'm not enough, it leads me in some unhealthy places. It leads me to a perfectionistic nature sometimes. It leads me to feel very inadequate in, on occasion. It leads me today to even think like, man, is it, is it good enough? Like, is the message good enough? Am I leading the church good enough? Like, am I at home good enough? And the moment I think I'm winning in one area, I feel like I'm losing in the other. Like I can feel like I'm preaching great messages and leading the church well, and then I can feel like I'm, I'm neglecting my wife and my kids at home. And then I can feel like I'm really winning at home with my wife and kids, but then I'm, not, I'm, I'm neglecting the church. I'm, I'm not winning at church. And then I just know personally, like I just struggle, like being the senior pastor of the church, I just struggle with knowing I can't meet everyone's expectations. Like I just know I can't meet with everyone. I can't take every meeting. I can't respond to every single email. I know my own limitations. I know my own sinfulness. And there's a part of me that just wonders, like, man, are you enough? And, and here's, here's the, the thing that's tough sometimes. A lot of it's true. Like, there's truth to it. On my own, I'm not enough. I know my sinfulness. I know my limitations. Here's the great news. I don't have to be enough. Because what do I have? I have a divine power inside of me. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me that's given me all the time, all the energy, all the effort, all everything I need to accomplish everything God wants to do in my life. It's available to me from a power that is outside of me, that lives inside of me, Jesus Christ inside of me. That makes me enough. Okay? Now listen. The same is true about you. The same is true about you. Whatever lie is in your mind, we have to go back to the truth of God's word. Not only is it true, but is it helpful? Is it kind? Can I tell you my truth straight from God's word? 2 Peter 1.3, by his divine power, exact same language, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for a godly life. I have everything I need. I am enough. What is the lie you've 
you believe that soundtrack in your mind. Well, I'm not good enough. No, you, you have Christ inside of you. He makes you enough. I'll always be a victim. No, you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. I'm never going to get over this anxiety. I'll never get over this depression. No, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I'll never find love. You've already found it. His name's Jesus. We got to remove the broken soundtracks or we'll never have the life God wants for us. And as we close today, I want to just do something where I want us to read our passage of Scripture together as a church. So if you feel comfortable, would you read this passage of Scripture for me? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. Let's all read it together. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. <laughs> Father, um, Father, I, I want to pray over every person here today. There's someone here today that has battled their thought life for a lot of their life. And I just pray today that you, you help them to not believe the lie that they can't overcome it. That there's a power inside of us through the power of Jesus that can demolish strongholds. And God, we, we didn't get to this place in our life with our thoughts overnight, and it's gonna take some time to get over them, but God, we have the ability to renew our minds and transform them with the power of your word. So when we begin to ask those questions, is it true, is it helpful? Is it kind? And will we get into your word to let your power and your spirit renew us? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great weekend. Have some barbecue. We'll see you next weekend.